When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. A nerd is a subculture because I was deemed like the minority. These are things, you're in the things that are not cool or whatever. A black nerd, it means you're a subculture within a subculture because you're black and you like these things. Oh, look at that. It's it's a derogatory term in a sense, right? And um, all very old, first used by Dr. Seuss. However, as things have evolved and we've seen like more people being into comic books and stuff like that and things become more mainstream now, that is not the case now. Now, you're more of a fan. You're really, it's something that you nerd out about. You're a fan of this thing and it's a whole spectrum of this. Like a sneakerhead, right? I'm like, well, that's a cool thing. You're a collector, but I mean, that's really just collecting. And if you know all about these sneakers, you're a nerd for that because you're a fan of it and you know you're passionate about this. So you're a fan and you're passionate. Someone that knows all these baseball stats and basketball stats, you're a sports nerd, man. Uh, you like watching cooking shows. You know all about these chefs and stuff like Nerd is a, it's a fan. Whatever you are a fan of, you can be a nerd for that. It just means you're a fan of it and it's open to everybody because it's a whole spectrum. 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 Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all-black everything. Everybody, welcome to Wild Black. Welcome, welcome, party people. Right? Listen, family, you all don't know the struggle we have already had today. We, we've, been, we've been ready for about 30 minutes. We couldn't even get the audio <laughs> right. You, you got... I'm gonna go ahead. The mics and weren't ready it. though. The mics weren't ready though. It, that's what, that's exactly what it was. It was the microphone. <laughs> Today's struggle game. It was late. Right? Struggle game. Strong today. And, look, and once they hear what the episode's about, and these niggas couldn't get it together. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the only episode we couldn't get it together. All like, episodes. listen, I read comic books. I didn't study at oh, NASA. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I just feel like there's a joke. Like you know, you got four engineers in a room trying to change a light bulb. Like something, something bad's got to happen. <laughs> and they didn't need a full light bulb. <laughs> right. <laughs> found, found out really the dog just needed to be let out, some shit like that. <laughs> all right, all right, family, listen. I have been called many names in my life, right? Uh, one of them is, is absolutely nerd. Bro, you been called a nerd before? Oh, absolutely. Many times. I'm telling many you. Many times over. Man. So I'm, I'm going to hit you all with the definition of nerd. Actually, there are two. A foolish or contemptible person who lacks social skills or is boringly studious. <laughs> I read that 
It fucking hurt, man. <laughs> boringly <laughs> studious. It boringly studious. Damn. Right. Now, but you know what? Someone got hurt, man. Man. man someone got hurt. Someone, someone got hurt. Look, when they was writing the definition, it was a nerd. And he was like, this shit is horrible. Well, these how they do it. My life has been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Boringly studious. They gonna right. know this shit. My name is Webster. <laughs> So I'm gonna hit y'all with the with the second definition. It's a little bit better, but not much more. A nerd is a person seen as overly intellectual. How do you how, how fuck you overly intellectual? Never mind. Overly intellectual, right? Obs- obsessive, introverted, or lacking social skills. Such a person may spend inordinate amounts of time on unpopular, little known, or non mainstream <laughs> activities, which are generally. Highly technical, abstract, or relating to some topic of science fiction or fantasy. <laughs> hey, they hate us. Jesus. Yes. Somebody fucking hates us. See, see, that had to be written pre-MCU, right? 100%. That had to be before the MCU. That's before Thor was on people's wall, 100%. right? Because, because <laughs> little known, unpopular is like, listen, man, like, you know, we, hey, all, all I know is, all I know is, when the hot shit drops, you go into your nerd friends to yeah. understand what's going on. 100%. Like, oh, did this happen in the comics? 100%. I never read the, you know what I'm saying? Like, Witcher's about to drop. Oh, I watched the first season, second season coming out. Did this happen in the books? I got you. Your nerd right. friend, I got you. Dun, I got dun, dun, you. To the rescue in this bitch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> See, it sounds like we're in a, in a defensive mode right now. <laughs> but it's real. Like, <laughs> to the that's what happens. That's what happens when things do not change because this definition was written back when they were rocking Letterman jackets and cars are still metal. That's it. Popcorn was 20 cents, you know, you know what I mean? Like comic books are 10 cents. Like that's when this stuff was written, man. And it's like, oh, we need to update. Yeah. Please. So, so family, it, it's pretty obvious what the hell we're talking about today. But before we move into the episode, I've got to step away from that definition, right? And I don't know if what I'm going to say is right or wrong, but our guests today, too, they do. Absolutely. For me, the word nerd, especially black nerd, and you hear people say blurred all the time, it's become just another dope-ass component of life while black. It's the way we, we stamp our approval on the dope shit and we define and redefine cool. Today, it's all about like being intellectual and authentic and being your own complete and comfortable self, but doing it your way. Reaching cool in your, recreating cool in your own image, but not giving a damn what a motherfucker thinks about you. It's about being who you are and demanding that people accept it. It's about telling the world you're dope as hell, you cool as a motherfucker, and in a time and space where it's cool to be black, it's definitely cool to be a black nerd. So, You've already guessed it. Like, I am absolutely a nerd. I'm a, I'm a smart brother, but I enjoy sci-fi, anime, gaming, Deathloop on the PS5, Population VR, Population 1 on VR. That's my shit. I don't miss a Marvel movie. I give most DC movies a try. I thought the new version of Doom was amazing. <laughs> wait, wait, I, love, I love the pivot. Shot, I love the pivot. Shot, I, tried. I love, Mar- I I love tried. Marvel movies. I got about two-thirds of the way through Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's I it. tried. That's what counts. 1984. I made it to 81. I couldn't get it. <laughs> That's absolutely it, bro. Look, like, you, you talked about that, but DC, I, you know, I, I try, but then... Anime, My Hero Academia, I'm all the way there. Attack mm-hmm. on Titan, I'm all the way there. Demon Slayer, I watched every episode, well, every dubbed episode. Even yeah. like The Promised Neverland, I ain't going to tell nobody, but Ooh. I watched that one, right? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm deep here. I'm, I'm here. 
It sounds like it's levels to this. Oh, it's levels. It's levels to this. It's levels. It's levels. Outside. It's depth. <laughs> but look, as much as, as, much as you're going to hear Art and I kind of geek out and nerd out on some of these terms, some of these things, we got some amazing, amazing, amazing expert with us today. So I want to break down to you who we're talking to. We have the creators of the website Black Nerd Problems and the masterminds and authors behind the new dope-ass book, also entitled Black Nerd Problems. Two guests, author, performer, and instructor William Evans, and then author and distinguished poet Omar Holman. Brother, <laughs> oh, welcome man. to Wild Black. Hey, thank, <laughs> thank you, you fam. Thank you for having us. Go ahead and hit it with the Wild Black shit, brother. So, Wild Black, we generally have three questions. We're going to ask you three questions to warm you up, right? First two okay. questions, just real cool questions. And the third question is our signature question that we ask every single guest. And we get the most mm-hmm. dopest answers. Y'all ready to go? Today's going to only yeah, be two because number one's so goddamn okay. long. <laughs> well, I got a couple. I got a couple other ones. Go ahead. Do your thing. So, since we're talking about nerds today, right? And we can define nerds and, and shit, Vincent, and redefine nerds. <laughs> I got a question. Who was the best black TV nerd of all time? And I'm going to give you three. Y'all ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, first one. Dwayne Wayne from A Different Uh World. Uh Steve Urkel from Family Matters. Uh Or Carlton from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. And why? Why would you pick? If you pick one, why would you pick I'm just going to go first on Omar K. Cole. It's got to be Dwayne Wade. Yeah, we're both going to have the same answer. We're both going to have the same answer. My I, mean, man I, know, a- I know, I know. But, um, I mean, and why? I mean, look, Dwayne won. I mean, he was a mathematician. Yep. And he got he got clowned because he was, like, chasing after Whitley. But you know what? So, so if that's the only, like, thing you can clown him about, him and Whitley got together. So it's like... Right. Interrupted right. a whole wedding. In the interrupted yeah. the whole... I mean, yeah, he has the most G moment of like TV history of like and like everything else like he's just he's just that dude and like mm-hmm. he was like oh he he looks pathetic because he's trying to chase after this girl that don't want him like you know with Denise and all that before but like he was by the end of that show's run it was like indisputable he was that dude yep yeah. um, 100% and she was fine and I mean I mean who on the different world was it though mm-hmm. like right. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like I feel like we don't talk about that enough, and we ain't got to talk about it tonight. But like, you go through the roster, a different world. I mean, they ain't, they ain't making shows like that no more. I'm missing. just saying. I'm just saying. The uh, also he made he created a video game. Like that was his whole thing. He used math to create like a whole baseball simulation video game toward the end too. Like that was just like everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What made him, like, big? I feel like, Dwayne don't get the credit. Oh, so, like, a nerd has to be, like, these stereotypes. Carlton, like, the, the Carlton would be, like, the, what, the dude, right, right? The, the, the good guy, whatever. Oracle is, like, the, oh, like, oh, man, I do that. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. 
Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like, you know, the safe. Oh, look at this funny guy we laugh at. Like, you didn't laugh at Dwayne Wayne. He was, Dwayne was, Dwayne Wayne's the Peter Parker for nerds, man. He was a Peter Parker. He's like, he was, <laughs> he was humanized. That's real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was human. It's in college. Like, that's why when Spider-Man started going out, then motherfucking life was hard in college. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, he was, it, he was, Wayne Wayne's the Peter Parker for black nerds then. I, I think, I think. Oh, like, you just, he's the everyman. I'm with you. I'm with you. That that was my that was my selection too. Actually, mm-hmm. it was was the way way. He was the coolest. He was the coolest nerd in the game. That is the he only was. selection, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, I'm glad y'all, we, so it, y'all ain't fucking with, with Steve that. Urkel. No, nah. I, I mean, it, I'm not. Not, not even Steve though, like, Urkel. I, nah, nah, I'll get uh, uh, Urquan. That made it worse, though. Yeah. That made it worse. It's like that's that's basically like okay, and now you will. Rebuke all your nerd attributes, yeah. right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. to be cool, you got to give wait. up all the nerd shit. It's right. like, nah, man. Wait, like, wait, wait, right. wait, can we t- can we speak on that? To be cool, you got to give up all this stuff for a girl. So basically, this woman doesn't like you the way you are. And then when he went to change again, the girl that liked him, Myra, who's a huge—that's the black girl nerd of uh, TV right there. She was yeah. like, she loved him the way he was. He's like, yeah. But I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do this weak shit over here and just comp- change who I completely <laughs> change everything about myself physically and personality for this lady who's doesn't reciprocate it for like like what are we talking about, man? Yes, yes. it's all bad. Urkel is it's like the white face for black folks. He really, I mean, God I mean damn. talk <laughs> right. about it. That's talk a great about way to put it. Hey, yeah. man. <laughs> and I had thought about it until they broke it down. Yeah. Like you're right. Mm-hmm. Dope. That was a dope ass answer. All right. Second question. So when y'all were growing up, right, mm-hmm. there was a whole bunch of popular styles, popular men's hairstyles. Oh, Lord. which one did you rock? Okay, and what was your favorite? Okay, well, if the Gumby does not come up in here, the Gumby is number uh, I one. I mean, that's the, first <laughs> the, the Gumby is era. number one. The Gumby, <laughs> the fade, the mm-hmm. Afro locks mm-hmm. or braids. <sighs> You've got the. Oh, Eskimo, I mean, this brother. is this is. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about. I, I was trying to. I was trying to save. You know that. One. <laughs> Do you want me to take this one first? Well, I mean, I mean, mine's easy. I, 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 mm-hmm. I had the Gumby. I had the Gumby, but I oh, had. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But what year? So, what year? Man, I mean, that had to be early nineties. Mm-hmm. I had the Gumby, <laughs> but then, but then, like maybe that was like me, maybe even late eighties, early nineties. But then, like when I was in high school, I had the fade. But <laughs> listen, listen, we used to go to my dude Ron at the barber college, at the barber college, okay, <laughs> the Ohio State barber college. My dude used to cut there, used to put parts in our hair that were basically yeah. just like scripture. Like my dude would be like putting a part in our hair for a, the the haircut would take about mm-hmm. 30 minutes. The part would take about 45. Right? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? You. Like, got you. That was, that was, that was my stuff. And like, the whole basketball crew, we went to the same barber. We'd be in the damn barbershop for four hours because all of us got to get our hair cut. And mm-hmm. then we all come into practice, all the black dudes on the team, and we all got like the same fade, but we got different, we got different uh, parts. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, that was how we rolled. Unity. That's unity. That's team unity right there. <laughs> So I, I think of when I was a kid first, because I was in like first grade, my dad had like a part in his hair. And so I remember like, oh, wait, I had that for a very long time, too. Like, it might seem like it was permanent. It, like, that, that it did not go anywhere. So I had like a little, <laughs> I had my, there's a picture of me. I got like my purple book bag on 
And I got this uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater. It's black with the green uh, turtle. It has like all the names in it in their colors. Uh, all their names going down in the colors. Uh, but when I was in high school, I, uh, I grew my hair out. Uh, that was the first time I grew my hair out. So I had like long uh, box braids. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Third question. He, he go to one right here. What do you love most about life while black? I, I think... It feels like uh, it's the VIP pass to all these mm. inside jokes. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you see a certain meme or you see a certain joke. If you didn't watch, like, I'll say you didn't watch The Last Dragon, you wouldn't get that. It's like, whenever it's a black thing, you wouldn't get it. Oh, I get it, though, because I, yeah. <laughs> I am this. So it's like, and the way, I, it's, so maybe, maybe my, my thing is just the humor. The way, the, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, the way black folk can just take, like, something horrible and then make it, like, find a humor in anything. Or just take something obscure and make it funny. Like, uh, listen, I'm, all I'm saying is, if there's a competition, funniest in the rate ethnicities, I'm just saying black folk coming up first. That's all I'm saying. That's it. All day long. <laughs> I, I, that's, yes. look, I'm just, no yeah, doubt. Just say thank you. Just say thank you, yo. Just, I feel like, yeah. And, like, I, I guess my, my, my answer is somewhat similar to Omar's. I love that we just have our own language, man. Mm-hmm. I love that we have our own language. You know what I'm saying? I'm on a podcast with, you know, Couple dudes I never met before. I mentioned pink lotion. Everybody know what the fuck we do. Yeah, about, exactly. Right? You know right. what I'm saying? In right. Sporting ways. And like, I remember. Yeah, the smell yeah. In sporting yeah. ways. Right. Remember the can. So I remember, man. Y'all, y'all ever get conned on that black soap, man? That black soap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Black as hell. Your mama <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell you yeah. doing in here? It's like, yeah. look, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep, you know, what I'm saying, I'm trying to keep sparkling, right? Um, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we just have our own language, like the references work, the way we talk to each other. And I think more, and this is a lot of like where the website Black Nerd Problems comes from and what we try to really get across in the book is that more and more, you know, <sighs> some of us, you know, I don't want to shame it because some of us got to do it to survive in our jobs and our, and our lives and stuff like that. But like, I want to say the code switching is trending down, yeah. right? Like Hell the yeah, need yeah. to want to do I'm it, guessing. the want to want to do it, just because we are reaching a point where it's going to be, where it's like, yo, you just going to have to take me as I am, dude. And like, and also, I'm not explaining everything to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I used to, uh, you know, I've said this a few different places I've been, you know, I'm working with, with white folks and I'm just like, yo, I'm not black Google, man. Like, yeah. You know, if you want to get, a, if you want to understand a reference of what black people are talking about, I guess you kind of need to listen. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Use some context yeah. clues like we do for, <laughs> for white folks. Um, so I, I think my favorite part is that we have our own language that's ever evolving, right? Um, we are the trendsetters for so much popular culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I, I love that. I love that about us. Um, and that's why I'm like fiercely protective when. When it tries to, when people try to take it or appropriate it, that kind of a thing, yeah. Um, because I just love the way that we communicate with each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love yeah. that. Our language is quite powerful. Yeah, it had thinking, to be. Not only am I not black Google, I'm tired. Tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tired. <laughs> Google, Google don't re- Google don't rest. Exactly. I rest. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get this it's like search results in like 0.92. It's like search results like hit me next week, bro. Like I'm I'm tired. Real quick, I was telling a friend earlier about uh, this time Maya Angelou was speaking, and we we're all like, we were, a bunch of us poets were there to watch, and uh, 
there's a white friend next to me and they're having trouble with like the monitors and stuff like that. But Angela's still like performing whatnot. And then she leans over and she goes, I can't make out what she's saying. I was like, it's because you're white. And then it's kept, oh. it's kept looking for it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. It's, it's all right. It doesn't say it's for you. It's for you. It's because you don't but, get but it. Also true. But also true. But also true. <laughs> so true. Wow. All right. Well, we're going we're to jump into the core part of this interview. And I, I want to yeah. start mm-hmm. with probably an expected question. And, and, and that is the website and the book are both called Black Nerd Problems. So the yeah. obvious question to me is what are Black Nerd Problems? All right, let's say you're going on a date and motherfucker knows, uh, they know all about, uh, they know all about Goku, but the motherfucker's never heard about Sailor Moon. All right, that's a red flag right there. Let's say you like this character, right? You like this character. Oh, keep it on Dragon Ball Z. You like this character, you like the show. Hey, this is a really great show. How come ain't no black folk in here? Well, I see Piccolo. He's green. That motherfucker's black. We got to code him black. That's a black problem. Black nerd <laughs> problem right there. You got to code him black because the motherfuckers don't show up like that. Let's say your cosplay is one of your favorite cosplays, right? You like to dress up with your favorite character. Yo, I'm going to dress up like this person from a manga, yo. I'm going to dress up like, uh, you said, promise. Neverland. I'm watching Tokyo Revengers. So I'm gonna dress up like the guy that can't have any fucking hands. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna I'm gonna dress up like the dude that can't fight. Then uh, you see, some, <laughs> yeah. And then you He's see fighting ass. Yeah, yeah. Then you then like oh you see someone at your, you're at a convention you're like oh it's probably a white person like oh hey wow that's a great cosplay oh you're talking Michi are cool but they're not black motherfucker they're not white either. <laughs> <laughs> they're Japanese dogs. So what do you what do you, what are you half saying? Half the time, half the time they ain't human. They're not human dog. Let me be. Oh. Like, like, don't don't get relegate. Mad. Don't get mad when like Raven from Teen Titans is cosplayed by a black woman. It's like, yo, like, come on, man. <laughs> like, you don't have to, you, human. You know what? It's like, you know what's like? It's like when you're when you're growing up with your group of friends, right? Let's say you're the only black friend. Like, let's say you're in a predominantly white neighborhood, and like, oh, we're all the Power Rangers. Oh, I guess I gotta be Zach, huh? I guess I gotta be Zach. <laughs> I like Jason. Red's my favorite color. I got all right, cool, cool. Or or for girls, like the Spice Girls, right? Oh, I guess I gotta be scary. So I gotta be the black one. Why, why you gotta delegate me? Don't delegate me. You know what I'm Yo, saying? I'm the one with the voice. Justice Don't League. delegate me. Justice League, this, this, this is a true story. Someone asked me if I would do a group cosplay. And I was like, ah, I don't know what y'all trying to do. It's like, oh, we're trying to all go as the Justice League. And I looked at him and it was it was like the Diddy gif. Like we're just yeah. staring at each other. And I'm just like, <laughs> I know you ain't about to ask me to be cyborg, man. Like, yeah. I know you're not about yeah. to ask me to be cyborg, dude. Yeah. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. He's like, well, he was like, he's like, well, someone else couldn't really be cyborg. I was like, I guess what? you don't have a cyborg. You like, nah, no man, I'm not doing that. So, so I'm with you. I'm with you. It could all be so simple. <laughs> it could all be so simple, yeah. I, I, just, I think when Omar and I started, it was just like, <laughs> that was like the joke, right? That was, that was like a common joke. Like before we started the website, um, it was like, okay. If, you know, if, uh... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. 
It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. If you love, you know what I'm saying? If, oh, you're on, a, you're on a date and and they're like, yo, I really like X-Men. It's like, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I dig X-Men too. It's like, oh yeah, the first movie is my favorite. It's like, ah. All right, here we go. All right. Ah, check. Okay, that's not, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I only have water, my dude. Just go ahead. And <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So like we say, oh, that's a black nerd problem, right? Um, wow. You know, like there's a dude on Twitter today talking about Storm was the weakest X-Men. Like, all right. On, like man. you're making me defend Storm, man. Like that's, that's a black nerd problem. I think we started that as a joke and it's just kind of like a catch-all for us. And then as we, you know, kind of develop like, yo, like, let's, let's start, you know, let's start a website. Let's, let's do things. We cover this. Right. And we just had that name in our back pocket, right? Like that was the name that was already there for us because it really did explain so much of like what we talk about. Mm -hmm. Like these are things that are either specific to us, like because our perspective, um, or specific to us because it's the only shit that happens to yeah. us, right? Um, and so that's kind of that's kind of where that name came from, and that's where that methodology came from. Man, I love it, and the way you all broke it down it made a lot. I've I've sat in front of the TV with my children, watching anime, and we've had real conversations about where are the black folks at. Mm-hmm. And then, granted, right, understanding mm-hmm. the origins of anime it makes sense to a point, but. I'm that brother, like, I want to see black in everything. Yeah. And, and I struggle sometimes to not. But, you know, we, we, we actually jumped in. Let's, let's do two things. Yeah. What, what is a nerd? What is black nerd culture? And what are the characteristics that qualify someone to belong? Mm. <clears throat> right, uh, I'm going to let Omar wait. take the first part of that because he actually wrote... The chapter talking about that, okay. about about the definition of how we define black. That is exactly where I was hoping you fellas were going to go. Look at that. No look, look at God. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me earn this distinguished part of the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so to be it, so a nerd is a sub. Well, I don't know if that would be the case anymore. But like you got your mainstream things that are cool, right? Uh, a nerd is a subculture because I was deemed like the minority. These are things you're in the things that are not cool or whatever. A black nerd, it means you're a subculture within a subculture because you're black and you like these things. Oh, right. look at that. But um, the definition you read earlier, like, all right, it's a term. This, it's, it's a derogatory term in a right. sense, right? And um, old, very old. I think it was first, uh, first used by Dr. Seuss. However, as things have evolved and we've seen like more people being into comic books and stuff like that and things become more mainstream now, that is not the case now. Now, uh, I, the way I like to view it um, is nerd is more, it means more, you're more of a fan. You're really, it's something that you nerd out about. You're a fan of this thing and it's a whole spectrum of this. So if you're like, and I was wrong on this, like a sneakerhead, right? I'm like, well, that's a cool thing. You're a collector, but I mean, that's really just collecting. And if you know all about these sneakers, you're a nerd for that because you're a fan of that and you know you're passionate about this. So you're a fan and you're passionate. So like, so no one, someone that knows all these baseball stats and basketball stats, you're a sports nerd, man. Uh, you like watching cooking shows and that's what, like, yo, cooking shows. Oh, man, like, you know all about these chefs and stuff like 
you're a cooking show nerd. You're a food, you're a food. I don't know if that's just a foodie or whatever, but like nerd is a, it's a fan. Whatever you are a fan of, you could be a nerd for that. It just means you're a fan of it and it's open to everybody because it's a whole spectrum, man. Mm. You handled that. Yeah. You can't handle that. You can't handle that. So culture to. You know what? You know what? You know, you know, you know what picture I got in my head right now? You remember, you remember in uh, in Malcolm X when he uh, first got his hair slicked back and he's giving everybody five and they're like, they're doing like, oh, smooth. Like, ah, man, you laid that down. <laughs> That's a hell of a visual. <laughs> yeah. got, like, got like the pinstripe suit on, you know what I'm saying? The walk. The, the zoot suit walk, yeah. <laughs> the zoot suit, that's, that's the best shit. That's the best shit. But that's, that's what I'm picturing right now after, after you finish that. I, I, I feel that. So <laughs> you did a, a fucking amazing job laying that out. Now I kind of want to, I want to normalize it. I don't, don't want to connect it to, you know, when I say mainstream culture, I'm talking about black mm-hmm. folks, right? You know, okay. to me, we are the well, mainstream. Well, even that, it still fuck, applies. Fuck everything it's, else. No, no, it still I, think, I think you're great. But what, what I want to do here is, for for the people who don't consider themselves nerds, are not familiar with the culture, maybe should but don't want to admit it, let's talk about some of the things that have create that have been created from nerd culture. What are some of the popular trends, the parts of culture that came from or are directly linked to nerd culture? Let's go. What you wanna well, you wanna Oh yeah, I mean, I think you know, there's <laughs> it's it's wild, you know, like I I'm a I'm a sports fan mm-hmm. and you know, ESPN and Sports Center on Twitter uses anime references all the time now. And I'm just like, this is impossible. Yep. Like, this would not this would not exist for you. So like, you know, power levels nine thousand. And so like that, like, you know, like like these yeah. these things are almost commonplace and there's so many references for it. Um people don't know that's where you it know, came from. like like what's that? So people don't know that's where it came from. No, 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 yeah. no. They don't, but they know it sounds cool. And they repeat. Yeah, exactly. And like we we know we, that happens with so much stuff. And like that's been happening with like especially with like comics for years, right? Um, so I I think that like there's a lot of references um that are just kind of baked into the language now. Yeah. Um, especially when you're talking about and 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 black folks do this specifically. Um, they just kind of work references into. You know that come from that come from nerd stuff that come from comics that come from you know TV shows or you know like fringe TV shows or come from manga and anime, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's it's because like to your point, because they don't know where it came from. Like now, when you trace it back, like you know they came from anime. It's like nah, really? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like that no, like like it's almost disbelief, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the testaments to how well that culture translates, because because at the end of the day, man, it's all storytelling, man. Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. all storytelling. Yeah, and you know, listen, listen, especially we're talking about black folks. Black folks are the storytellers, right? Yeah. <laughs> like like you could take it, you could take it as as sacred as the griot, or you could take it to your dude on the corner that was hanging out, like when you got out the barber shop, and like. He's gonna tell you what went down on Fifth Street earlier today, mm-hmm. right? And so I feel like because those things have such a strong connection to each other, that it's natural for those things to make references, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think, I mean, I think you know, you look at whether it be um, the way that like thought bubbles, or like you know, when you get on Twitter, when you get on Twitter, and the way that people talk has like so much connection to like how comics are written, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of perspectives and, part, you know, and point of view and things like that. And like, there's definitely times where like 
certain trends or a funny way to say something on Twitter, I'm like, man, that looks like a comic book panel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think so many of those things are so baked in because nerds always been there, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, to Omar's point earlier, I think a lot of that happens from not folks that are into like all the nerdy shit, right? but like you might have a popular, you know, a very popular, I don't know, I'm just making shit up. You might have like a popular radio show host that really digs comics. Like comics is just their thing. So now they slip in comics into like the regular commentary. Yep. Hip hop, man. Like there's so uh, many uh, big yep. nerds in hip hop, right? That like would slip all kinds of like video game references and all this other stuff into their, into their raps. Yep. And I was so, about to get into that. Yeah, so I think that's where a lot of that comes from was where like these subtle things, these small things that made like it sound good in a bar, right? Yep. <laughs> or it sounded it sounded good as someone's catchphrase. And they're like, oh, that actually has an origin. That actually has an mm-hmm. origin to something that's like more nerdly. <clears throat> yeah, Tyler the Creator, well, uh, Childish Gambino, yeah, all, all yeah. of them. Oh, I was, I was about to speak on, on that. Well, Will, uh, like basic three points. Will, how long ago did you say ESPN started using uh, anime references in their tweets? I mean, it's got to be in the last, it's within the last five years. Like, last maybe listen, three. Listen, right? all I know is they weren't doing that because I remember there was a time when Will was talking about what was going on with Jimmy Butler and he used a bunch of Naruto references for that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yo, I'm listen, just saying, listen. I'm saying Will did it first. That was one. That was one of my crowning achievements, man. Because like I was teaching, I was teaching anime folks about basketball, about NBA, and I was teaching NBA folks yeah. about well, Naruto, anime. man. So basically, basically, I did a whole thread. Um, oh no, I did. There was two. I did. I did a thread when Jimmy Butler, for the people that are sports fans, when Jimmy Butler was basically blowing up the Timberwolves before they traded him, um, and he was just going to practice acting a fool every day. And so I like I did a whole thread of comparing him to Sasuke, right? Like he just like don't care. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with this Chidori. You can't do shit about it. Y'all better get me out the paint or or like I'm just gonna take the whole organization down. <laughs> and so I did one thread about him. And then when LeBron left Cleveland, I did a thread comparing him to Madara from Naruto about mm-hmm. basically how he owned the Eastern Conference. Um <laughs> His whole reign, like when he was when he was in the Eastern Conference, and I had all these references to the different teams and what it looked like, just like spliced with a bunch of modern uh, gifts. And so I feel like you know, like texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop. Opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right, millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news: your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 32 I did that, but like, that's, that's, that's what we do though, right? Like, that's what we do. And it's like, when Omar was writing recaps, uh, doing recaps uh, of uh, Banshee, which was used to be on, what was it on? Cinemax. On Cinemax, right? Mm-hmm. Doing uh, TV recaps of Banshee. Like, 
through all of that, there's going to be a bunch of hip hop references. There's going to be a bunch of video game references, right? Like, it's the way we talk. Yeah. So, and it's not even like, you know, I don't even have to try. Like, in the conversation we've been having, like, we've already got... I don't even have to try to get this reference in. It's just the way I think about things. Right? You know, one, one of the things I'd love to have you all do for us is, like, create, like, a nerd 101 almost. Not even nerd. Let, let's focus on anime because we're talking about, like, Naruto and all mm-hmm. that. We're, we're talking about that. So there are a bunch of people who are unfamiliar with anime in general. Like, if they wanted to get mm-hmm. closer to it and go learn something about it, where would you tell them to go? What would you tell them to watch? W- what's the appeal? Like, and, like, I'll speak for myself mm-hmm. personally. I see a uh-huh. whole bunch of storylines inside of anime. I see race play out sometimes. I see yeah. spirituality yeah. play out often. Right? There's a bunch of things embedded inside those stories they're telling. Give people a, a little kind of heads up about what to do and how to get closer. Because it can be a confusing mm-hmm. world if you just jump into it. Oh, absolutely. So, there's so much anime. There's so there is so much anime out there. So absolutely, Omar, you got you got some. Oh well, let's look at it. I mean, we just break it down this way. Uh, anime, anime, anime usually stems from manga. Uh, that's where like like the think of it as like the book adaptation of yep. this manga. Like okay, well now it's gonna lie. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna it's going to anime now. It's like anime form now. Uh, nine times out of ten, there's, if there's an anime you like, it was in a it was in a manga. book form first as a manga, and a manga is just a Western comic book. And it tell they go they kind of. Depending on the comics you have here, a manga kind of it goes it goes into some deep shit. All right, it goes it like it gets real, real, real deep. It gets real rap raw. And the way they make they can make an anime or a manga about anything. There's a freaking high school volleyball manga uh, and anime called Haikyuu. It's about high it's about a high school volleyball club in Japan. And guess what? I cried my eyes out because those boys are going hard in the fucking paint. All right, listen, listen, listen. I need I need them to run that back though. High school, high volleyball, a club. 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 club, not even for the official school. This ain't it's like, a, like man. this ain't varsity B. No, this is club sports. <laughs> you know how hard they go for this? You know how hard they go for this? To this a point where it's like sports. the seniors, the seniors are like, oh man, well, you know, I ain't even going to college next year. Fuck that. You know, I'm here for the team. <laughs> every time, every time in a high school sports, like, yo, I'm going pro. Fuck college, yo. That is like the main <laughs> thing. But uh, <laughs> there's so many different ones. And there's a boxing one, uh, Hajime no Ipo. It's about boxing, yo. And the dope thing about it is like, okay, you might think like, oh, it's just like, maybe it's like fantastical and stuff like that. No, it's rooted in real world shit. They, they reference Thomas the Hitman Earns. They reference Tyson. They reference Ali. They reference Sugar Ray Leonard. They reference me- uh, Mexican boxers. When you watch an anime or a manga and it's like, let's say like sports specific like that, they go in very, very deep about it. There's maybe one about gambling. So whenever you're watching an anime or reading a manga on something, whatever, whatever you choose, to, whatever you so happen to choose it to be, if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Cooking, whatever, whatever, it's, it's going to be, it's going to nerd out over this thing. They're going to show you all the ins and outs of this game of volleyball, of this sport of boxing, of, uh, well, or, or being strategic, like, uh, Code Geass, right? Like, this dude's taking over, um, countries and shit like that. And, like, well, here's my man's, like, you're really mapped out in the ways of the conqueror. Like, like, so, like, it is, yeah, it's a cartoon and shit like that, but, like, nah, this shit, it, it's deeper than rap. I, it's deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? It goes so much deeper than that. And that's why people write so hard for it. And what, one of my like, favorite uh, animes is Death Note. Have you, do you all watch that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just De- the concept so, of Death Note. Go ahead, brother. Death Note's amazing. No, no, Death Note's amazing. 
Death Note still gets an, you know, it's still A tier and not yeah. S tier. Yeah. Because there's like halfway through a big event happens yeah. and it's never quite the same. Yeah. But it's still very good. Um, it's tears. Yeah, Death Note. I think the best started, <laughs> like, like, give it real quick, you know, follow up to Omar's point. For me, so I'm a big TV person, right? Like, I watch a lot of, like, and I, and I like my good TV, quote unquote. Like, I like premiere TV. Right. Um, and also just like my favorite, even though, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a poet by trade, um, my favorite thing to read is actually fiction. So I love okay. novels and, and storytelling and that. And for me, anime has been like, Eastern storytelling is different, man. Yeah. Like they take different risks. They, they go left more often. Like I am more surprised watching an anime or reading a manga than I typically am reading novels or watch, especially watching TV shows. Like TV shows, more times than not, unfortunately have a pretty standard formula depending on what kind of platform they're yeah. on. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so like, I love TV, but like so, there's so many TV shows that feel so predictable to me. Um, anime just doesn't do that, man. It takes me different places and I love being surprised. And yeah, so, I agree with that completely. They're every, yeah. They go everywhere. They go everywhere. They yeah. go everywhere. And, and again, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a different, it's a, it's a regionally different location than ours. I'm talking about those of us living in the States. Um, and so I think they're just different sensibilities, different priorities, right? And they take more risks, I think. Um, yes. Talking about anime and like for those that are listening that have not like watched. So like I would say, Omar, we could probably give like like some of the best starter anime. Okay. Like, like <laughs> here's your gateway anime, okay. right? Um, and I think probably the number one <laughs> gateway <laughs> anime to me anime. <laughs> is, uh, is probably Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like, it's mm-hmm. just super solid storytelling. Like, <laughs> the story does get dark, but it gets darker much later, right? So, like, it still has, it still has got humor, still got, you know, some quirkiness to it, but it has a very serious plot at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. And like it's got two protagonists that are really easy to root for at the beginning of it. Um, yeah, I got, and it just takes you on an epic quest. Right <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it takes you on an epic quest. So like, Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood would be my kind of first suggestion if anyone's like, I haven't watched anime, but I, there's, like, I want to try it. Like, that's a good way to get in. Cool. I cool. feel like Naruto's <laughs> always like the default answer, but like if we're going by Naruto's whatever. like eight hundred episodes though, man. Hey, hey, you're in for a penny, in for a pound, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> I watched it. Yeah, but I I'm know. just saying. Uh, like, I, I was gonna say maybe uh, I think maybe Demon Slayer could be a good. Um, it's an adventure and it's something like different and it's not that long yet. And I think like yeah. again, and again, because not like we we will not talk about this all the time. In anime, is a lot of the times shown in animes. Like he got Naruto, right? And he's just like, oh, I'm a, I just want to be the best ninja in my in my in my uh, in my village. I want I want the recognition. Want Hokage, I want I want right? the respect. Uh, my Hero Academia. All right, I want to be the best hero in the world. Put respect on my damn name. I'm about to you know change the game. Then we get to uh, Demon Slayer. My man's like, look, my sister's a demon. Shit is fucked up out here. Healthcare is messed up, man. I'm just doing this for her, and that's what Tanjiro. So it's something different. It breaks away from that like um, that model of like, oh, I'm doing this to be the best. No, I'm doing this because. Right. Like I'm doing, it's time. To, uh, I'm a victim of circumstances, bro. I got a ball to get out the fucking hood. Ain't you no balling, ain't no hooping. It's forcing. So I'm swinging, get out the hood. All right, that's what I'm doing over here. 
And like, also, one, these one ER visits are expensive. About, one thing I want to say about <laughs> anime is, I don't know how they do it, but they do probably some of the best work I've ever seen around drama and yeah. epic. Like, they yeah. can mm-hmm. create epic scenes yeah. from fucking anything. And you feel yeah. like all the way inside. But so, I, I want to jump away from anime real quick because I, I don't want mm-hmm. people to think that that's all this is about. I think that I think there's an area you all can go into that, that might be surprising for people. So, let, let's talk about black nerd culture as it relates to social justice, right? Where, mm-hmm. where is there an intersection there? I think, you know, like the, the very meta answer of this is that it makes up a whole person, right? I think right. for, you know, and I could just kind of, you know, give my perspective on this specifically. Um, what happens or what has happened, right? When, when either, either while the protests started or, or, or well before that, because um, that's always the thing that's not funny, haha, but funny, like, right. you know, look at you a certain kind of way funny. Um, when people are like, oh, when, when this started happening, it's like, yo, this started happening for mm-hmm. whoever this was when that black person was born, right? Yeah. Like, this yeah. shit didn't just start happening two summers ago, right? And so um, I think it makes you your whole self. And so, like, for me, as being, you know, into a lot of nerdy shit, the scope in which I see things is different, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, again, I was saying, like, I'm a, I'm a huge TV person, right? And, like, I watched every second of, like, the golden age HBO shows, right, when they were on or, or whatever. And I reached a point. <laughs> so one show I'm not watching, and I'll probably catch up with it in the future, but I'm not watching it live, is Succession. Mm. I just started that. That shit is amazing to me. That shit is I acknowledge it's it's a really well-done show. Here's my problem. Storyline dope as fuck, too. I'm tired of white people, man. Say that. Oh, sorry. I got too excited. I just... (laughs) Sorry. I'm tired. I'm tired of... Sorry, white people. Stories. (laughs) I mean, sort of. Sort of. We're not. But I'm tired. I'm tired of stories (laughs) that center... White yeah. folks. And, and, and granted, this is not me. And so some people are like, oh, okay, you want more black people succession? No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't need that. I, I, I just want that. more that's non-white. I, yeah. want, I want more that's non-white. But, but, also, but also, like, that story can exist. That story can exist being a bunch of white people being terrible to each other, right? Like, yeah. I don't have a problem with that story existing. Me, currently, I'm a little tired. Yeah. I'm a little mm-hmm. tired. I'm good, right? And like, but also... I might have used that cachet because I watched Mad Men live when it was on, yeah. right? Like, so for me, you know, like if I've already had a long day of dealing with some bullshit, I may not yeah. want to come home and watch Succession and just watch yeah. white people be terrible. But right? It's funny yeah. you say that because I, I literally just started, I just started it like three days ago. I'd never even heard of it. Somebody posted yeah. it. I, I peeped it out yeah, and, and loved it. The funny thing about it is to the point you're making, my son walked into the room and he watched it for like 10 minutes. And he looked at me, and as serious as he could be, he was like, why are you watching this? I was like, what do you mean? Nigga, he what said, are you doing? He's like, you don't watch TV unless it's got us everywhere. I was like, you're right. I really don't watch white people TV. Like, I've never seen fucking Seinfeld. I've never seen Friends. Like, Game of Thrones took me forever. He was like, he was like what a nigga's that? What, what's going on with you? Yeah, yeah. He said, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? Right? Like... But look, that, that, that actually thing. created a, a question for me. So, yeah, actually, actually two, right? 
the the understanding that that sometimes we just don't want to consume those stories because it's it's our lives in many cases. It's it's a lot of the places we work, it's the places that we go. Like that's our life is not just existing while black, but also consuming white culture because we don't have a choice in the matter, right? It's there, it's everywhere, it surrounds us. But one of the things that that I think is is unique is if you think about how black culture creators are working. And we are yes. setting the tone for the entire world. I was sitting there thinking about this question. I was like, if an alien descended upon Earth and landed in damn near any country and turned on the television or, or, or read an article or looked online, they would immediately think that black folks rule the planet. But in essence, we don't, right? So two questions from that is, how do we take this culture which embraces intellect, which is which embraces uniqueness and become more strategic in how we lay out those roles and tell those stories and, and push those narratives in the broader context of culture? How do we make sure that as anime comes out, they're black people? How do we make sure that as we tell stories like Succession, they're mm-hmm. black people, black characters, and, and not just written in, but belong there, right to win, right to exist? How do we do that? Well, we've seen that happen with like content creators now, and like that's a beautiful like the internet is a beautiful double-edged sword, right? For right. all the trolls and stuff that exists and all the bad that uh, <clears throat> that lives on it, because people believe anonymity because anonymity gives them bravery. The other side is that you can highlight a lot of things uh, due to that. So, like, there's a show Fire Force, right? And so, like, all right, it's an anime, like, all right, cool, cool. But then we see there's a guy, uh, Ogun, there's a, there's a black character on this. Like, oh, whoa, what is this? And then, like, they also voiced by a black actor, Zeno Robinson. And so the, uh, when people rock with this, especially black nerds, they highlight this thing. Like, yo, bam, check this out. Check this out. Like, this, this is what we're talking about here. Or shows like um, Reservoir Dogs, where they're mostly all, uh, they're all, nat- it's a show um, revolving around natives. Like, we go... The internet Reserva- has a, reservation dogs. Oh, I'm sorry, reservation dogs. My, okay. what, what did I say? That's <laughs> my fault. Uh, you, you, yeah, that, yeah, that's the older movie you, there. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't. You didn't. Wasn't there was not enough nigga in your. <laughs> <laughs> when you mentioned the Tarantino film, so I was like, something went right. My something fault. Right. My the fault. Cadence, the cadence yeah. was off. The cadence was my off. Fault. You good? You good? Uh, reservation dogs. And so, like, people, like that's the the dope thing about like content creators and like even us. We just like kind of connected in that sense of a uh, of blackness and like or just of color and whatever, uh, where we see like, yo, oh, th- this show, that's like, does, doesn't probably uh, feature a bunch of like white folks. Cool. Right. Uh, like, I, all right, I see that now because it's highlighted by this content creator or whatever, or this person or this person that I follow. And like, it's become a chain of that. So you get put on to new more shows just by folks highlighting other people's work, people that are doing outside of the norm type shit like that. I don't know if there's a way to, um, I mean, maybe that's, that might be a messy way of like cultivating because like it is rent. It's a chance of right. if I happen to see this. But if you're following, like, you know, I've cultivated my community online or whatever, or the people I follow whose opinions I trust, where it will come across my timeline. So, like, at least there's there's a chance to see it, but at least I know there's a good chance of seeing it within these people that I've, I've followed and whatnot. And also, um, nope, I'm going to throw the wolf. Lost my train of thought. Listen, you're good. But I, I do have a follow-up question that it, it actually might spark it. I, w- I want to build on something. As we're talking about culture, right, black folks and, yeah. and what we do, and talking about representation in spaces that are, quote-unquote, nerd by design, right, as we, as we talk about what that representation looks like, how, how does that phenomenon inspect, impact fandom, right? And, and what I mean by that is there are so many opportunities for black stories, black voices, and black faces 
to be intertwined into the broader narratives that we see. But eight times out of 10, when there are too many black faces in a space, non-black folks walk away. They don't support it as much, right? And I'm thinking about things like the conversations around James Bond becoming black or female, the conversations around Superman becoming black, right? So as we work Mm -hmm. to be more strategic and more inclusive in our storytelling and ensuring that we're represented, how do you also then balance with popularity and other races not necessarily supporting if we reach a gold status in that place? No, my thing was, man, fuck your balance, dog. Like, it's like, oh, it's like, don't tell me, like, don't tell me that, like, oh, it's not gonna sell. Like, you saw what, man, you saw what Black, Black Panther, Panther did. You yeah. saw what, even even before that, you saw like what these things that these movies that came out, they were like cult classics, like coming to America. Like, yep. y'all might not fuck with this because I don't know why, but apparently, it's like, it is it is the law of the land. Like, when you're black and you're or you're of darker skin, you know, you get uh, discriminated against yep. worldwide. You know, I don't know what the fuck, but. We gonna fuck with this, and that's I enough because we saw what that did with Black Panther, that's right? right? Like the heart of the fall, like, right to, now. Yeah, we don't have to divvy up on who who put more money into that, and we know we showed up for that shit because this is what we've been fucking waiting for. So even if someone else doesn't fuck with it, I don't give a like. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not angry about this. This is just this is how I normally talk. Hey, but bro, like, 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 I oh, am angry sh- about it. I'm with yeah. you 100. But it's like, oh, even if you're not showing up for this shit, we know we will show up for this shit. You know, it's almost like a civic fucking duty for this shit. Uh, like we, well. we don't need and, you. We got it. Yeah, yeah and, even, and even and let's, and let's be and let's hey let's be fucking real, right? They even tried to do like because when Shang Chi came out, and then they're like, oh well, we're gonna have the same energy uh, of this. We're gonna have the same energy for Shang for Shang Chi that you did with Black Panther. Like, oh, hold on, wait a minute now. Were you at Black? You know what I'm saying? Like this, it gets to a deeper conversation. And then of like, all right, well, we're hold on, were were you supporting Black Panther then? Without Shang Chi, like, all right, I'm because I'm all fair game. I'm gonna see this, but don't like we don't have to like. The same, we ain't, ain't got to like compare the two. You know what I'm saying? It's, these are all separate things, and you can support everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, man, man. <laughs> I think so much of it. I think so much of it. You know, is how much of the process do we control? Yeah, right. Um, are we just the talent? Uh, did we get to write the story? Did we get to direct the story? Right, and and for all the for all the strives or all the measurables that they want to say that um, representation and diversity, whether it's, you know, on a TV show, movies, whatever, um, for all the strides that they want to talk about that, that have been made, um, so much of that is in front of the camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the bigger impact, I think, or the more lasting impact are what we do from the production side of it. You know, was the story we wrote make it onto a TV show? You know, like the, the, like our favorite thing always to say, you know, whether it's, you know, if you're watching something that has some misogynist bullshit in it or you're, you're, you're watching something that has some questionable racism, the first thing I always say is like, man, how many black people were actually in that writer's yeah. room? How yeah. many women were yeah. actually in that writer's room? Yeah. Right? And, and so that part of the process is important to me. And I think that's how we kind of, are are able to control a little bit more where that culture gets filtered to. Um, But that don't always guarantee, Uh you know, like we got, we got, we got, we got some, we got some uh, black folks that are behind the camera writing stories and all that shit. And like, I see that and I'm like, uh, I I, I wish you success. Maybe not where I'm watching, but you know, whatever. Um, And so I I feel like that's part of the problem because here's, here's the thing. And I think Omar was getting at this too. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. 
that will only get you the rapper Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. We will know we have achieved some shit when we're allowed to be average. I was about to say it. And we're not penalized for it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And we're not penalized for it. Yes. Right? Like... When, you don't because have to be I, the know, best and the greatest at everything you we don't do. Have, yes. We don't have to be the best at everything. And, and this is one of the things I wrote about in the book. Um, I wrote about uh, the movie Proud Mary and Taraji P. Henson. And like, I've seen the movie. It's, to me, it's a terrible movie, right? Mm-hmm. But th- should that mean that Taraji P. should not get other opportunities to be an action star? Like, nah. no. Like, there's a lot of very terrible Movies with white leads doing action that looks terrible Water that world. goes double wood at the damn theater and mm-hmm. they are booked and busy. Because you know what I'm saying? Every like, season of Arrow. What was that? <laughs> hey, what season was that? two was all right. Uh, but yeah, season two, it, it had one season. It had one good yeah, season. Yeah, it had one good season. Be. They, was li- they was living off that Deathstroke villain yeah. for like three seasons before yeah. everyone was like, wait, is this shit actually garbage? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, you know, but like, look at look at that era, and it's funny because I wish I could uh, speak them all off. But like, how many not actually Black Widow movies came out in a Man. time span? Yep, yep. Like, there was that movie called Anna. There was the one with Jennifer Lawrence. It was like Red Sparrow. There was like yeah. all, all these, and every yep. one of them was like a skinny white woman assassin. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there was like seven of these movies that came out. Right? And they're all terrible. Yep. They're all bad. None of them did any kind of numbers, but they kept turning them out. And then Marvel finally put their own out. Yeah, right. Jennifer when they put out like, had one. I like a decade what that ago. Was called. Mm. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh um, Pepper. Pe- yeah, Pepperman. Yeah, yeah. Pepperman. 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 Yeah, Pepperman. Yeah. I was like, oh, you out here killing them with the cheekbones? All right, Garner, yeah. go and do what you need to do, right? <laughs> um, but like, there's so, so my, my point being like, when the stakes, are not as high for black people to just create, right? And like, you know, let's let's keep it 100% real. Like Omar and I writing this book, of course we want to write a good book because we want to write a good book, but we're just like, yo, this shit has to hit. Yeah. This shit has to hit because we know, you know, Simon & Schuster, Gallery Books, they put this thing out like a flagship. They put this thing out like this is one of our biggest books of the year. And we're like, yo, if people are not messing with this book, yeah, yeah. what does this mean for other black authors yeah. Yeah. write about pop culture, especially writing in our voice, right? Um, what does this mean? And so we still have that scarcity model yeah. that crops up on us, but I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's a real fear yeah. that like we still feel like we have to kill it out the gate every time. And like our counterparts, they do not feel like they have to kill it out the gate every time. Right. Mm-hmm. They feel like they, they got to show up and collect the check. To your point, exactly. Yeah. They could be Let's, low uh, uh, What was it? What? Uh, Will, what horrible show? True Detective Season 2. Blue Balls of the Heart. Oh, fucking Vince Vaughn. Get out my face, dog. Get out my face. <laughs> now, to be fair, now, to be fair, <laughs> that might have ended Vince Vaughn's career. 
<laughs> I, <laughs> I was about to say. To be fair, <laughs> almost no say. one escaped that particular season of True Detective. Because <laughs> no one, no one in that cast has gotten consistent work since then, man. That is like oh, that, that that is that is one of the very few, like that was like the Nadir for white folk actors, oh. man. It was like that was like the trouble the water. For white folks, man, like almost none of them came out unscathed from that, which is a rare, rare thing. Look, so completely changing the topic. I was we're getting close to the end of the interview. Mm-hmm. But as I sat here, I was listening to our conversation and I was thinking about what what really is a, a pivotal moment in, in my life when I was young. I was in third grade. And, you know, when you're when you're young and they bring these speakers to the cafeteria or to the mm-hmm. auditorium or whatnot to talk to you on career day and all these different things. I don't remember who this dude was. I just remember he was a white man. And I remember he stood on that stage. And one of the things he said is, the people you call nerd today, you'll call boss tomorrow. Now, 2021, 2022, I would use a different word than boss because to me that that symbolizes, you know, corporate America, right? But you can do so many different things with that. But as a, a third grader, I remember how it made me feel, right? Because admittedly, I've been a nerd my entire life. But in that moment, I felt empowered. I felt like I had permission. I, I felt like being me would pay off. And that's one of the reasons why I think what you all are doing is so damn cool. Because I think you have the ability to recreate that moment for a third grader or a 35-year-old or, or anyone who is searching for a safe place to be themselves, so we've talked about a lot of fun stuff, but I do want to ask a serious question. So coming from that story and thinking about that person who is operating or maybe even hiding who they really are because they're not comfortable, what type of advice do you have for them to help them become better at being who they are, right? Minimizing their code switching that we talked about early on. What do you tell that person? Can, can I, uh, uh, I, I'm going to ask you a question, but I can I make, make a comment about that story that yeah. you told real quick. You know, the funny thing is, you know, and look, I have no idea. You know, we don't remember who the dude was. But it's so funny because he may have well been thinking about, like, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Which uh-huh. is the white nerd come up. Right? <laughs> right. Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's, right. let's be super real about that, right? Like, when we, when we are talking about, like, oh, nerds run things now, it depends on what realm you're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah, very true. Um, and so, like, I always think about that. Um, but... Advice I would give, man, and, and this is the thing that, you know, Omar and I, you know, we started Black Nerd Problems. What do we work? It will be eight years in May. So seven yeah. years now, right? Mm-hmm. So, and like, I mean, just, you know, just putting it out there, like Omar and I were not 18, 19 year old dudes doing this, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, <laughs> At heart. We, at heart. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? A, bro, you know what I'm saying? A brother used to have locks. He no longer had locks. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to think about stuff. But um, so one, uh, I feel like there is a way to make a make something happen that you believe in, right? And 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 it might it might mean that you end up working this job that you kind of sort of don't like, don't believe in for a period of time if it enables you to do another thing. Yeah. Um, and so that'd be one thing. And two, you know, and, and I took this from as a writer primarily, especially writing poetry. Um, and then I think this still applies to how we write 
for Black Nerd Problems or just how we kind of do business for Black Nerd Problems, uh, I used to think that my stories were too specific to me. Right. And so you'll hear a lot of writers say this, especially in the early going or reflecting on those early goings of being like, I, nobody else going to rock with this shit. Like, mm-hmm. this is just like some weird thing that was happening to me or something I felt. And it felt so specific to me that no one's going to rock with this shit. Like, no one cares, right? I think we tell ourselves that. No one really cares about this thing. I think if you're coming from a really earnest place, and that's the thing about this book, like, Omar and I, we're enthusiastic about the shit we talk about, right? Omar writes about, <laughs> Omar writes about a cooking anime in the book, right? And I still haven't watched that. I'm not going to watch it because, like, I got a small child in the house. But, like, <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like, I get the energy, though. Yeah. I get the energy. I want to be invested. It makes me want to know more. And I think that's the number one tip I can give for folks, um, whether you're a writer or whatever you're doing, like, your enthusiasm, your energy, and how much you believe in that thing will pull people into what you're doing. Yeah, It yeah. just will, right? Because it's infectious, man. Like, people want to be around that. They want to understand it. Um, and, it, and it. And it draws people closer to you. So I feel like if you feel like there's something that you dig, that you like, that you want to create, that you want to write, that you want to draw, whatever, and you're just like, man, no one cares about this shit, like, you could not be more wrong. Yeah. You just couldn't. You're going to find someone else that relates to what you're trying to say. Yeah. That was real. That was real. So we, we are at the end of the episode. I have enjoyed the hell out of myself. But as we, same. As yeah, we same. close out, man, I, I always ask our guests to do a couple of things. Um, tell the people whatever it is that's on your heart to share with them. Also, please do tell them why you wrote the book, how they can get the book. But specifically for this episode, because every nerd has thought about this before. I want you to also tell folks if you could choose any one superpower, what would yours be? And then we'll be out. Mm. <laughs> okay, so what was the what was the first the first question was anything that's on, on your our heart, heart right? All right? I've been talking for a while. Omar, what you got? Uh what's on my man, watch Craig in the Creek, man. Watch Craig in the Creek. Great game. Uh, a great game. I was actually thinking of Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, I was gonna talk about Ghost of Tsushima or Craig in the Creek. Uh, it's a great show. Watch that show. And uh, it answers questions for uh, if they ever had like, oh, how do I teach my child about um, two guys loving each other? Craig of the Creek addresses that. They address everything. It is To me, it is a goat tier show. Uh, yeah, get watch that show and uh, play Ghost of Tsushima. That's uh, that's that's, that's <laughs> on my heart. That's, I'm, about to, I'm going to play Tsushima after this. Like, play Ghost of Tsushima. Jin Sakai went out here and liberated his whole island yo, where the Mongols invaded. Play Ghost Tsushima, watch Craig of the Creek. And, and why should people check out this book? Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, just uh, like the very, the very pragmatic part of it is just like, check out this book because we put our foot in it. Like we really, <laughs> we really, we really, we really wrote the hell out of this book. Um, check out the book because because you're not going to read nothing else like it. Yeah. You really aren't. Like it's, I, it's, it's, it's our perspective. Um, but, a, but it's a perspective that I think a lot of folks share. Yeah. Um, I think you're either going to see yourself represented in this book mm-hmm. or you're going to see, you're going to get a window into a culture that maybe you're not familiar with. 
yeah. with this book. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I think both of those can be really good things. Cool. There's never been a book like it's the first. I we're gonna say this shit. It's the first of its kind, man. It's the first of its kind. And I mean, listen, I ain't saying. They I just say let, we, they, just, they just let us do what we want to do, man. I say we wrote the Black Nerd Bible, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> three days later, we felt real good. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, the three days we later, felt we felt real, felt, yeah, felt real <laughs> lazy, felt real, you know, resurrected. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the first of its kind. And like, it's, uh, it is, it is like, it's something that I know I wish I had had when I was younger. That's and funny. I, how, how great an opportunity I get to do this shit with one of my, with the, one of my best friends to make this for, you know, for not just for black kids, like, right. like, like us, man, like for fucking nerds, you know, like this is, yeah. it's what, yeah, it's, this is for black kids. Yes. Like but <laughs> first and fucking foremost, you know, pay homage, but also like anybody can fuck with it, man. And like, there's, I guarantee you, there's never been anything like this before. There will be shit like this afterwards. Afterwards. Yes. And I'm like, nothing like on some credit chip. Like, no, we know this is the first of our kind and we're very excited about it. And it's something that will like, it'll live way past us. Yeah. All right, cool. What are your superpowers and then we out? Super speed. <laughs> I'm taking super speed. Damn I'm it. Taking, I mean, it's speed. Oh, it, it, I, I always switch between speed and teleportation, but I think the real, like, I think the hardest superpower I've ever seen is manifold superpower from the X-Men where he's like, oh, he controls space and time. And he's like, no, no, no. I talk with the universe. I'm like, all right, I think that might be some cold shit, but like that's that's too <laughs> that intricate some... for me. My man folded the sun and used it as a Rasengan from Naruto. He folded the sun into an anime attack, man. Like, I, I uh, that's pretty great. Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll stick with super speed, man. Give me the speed. All right. Super speed. Uh, I still think I, I, telekinesis, probably. Mm. Cool. That's I mine. still think telekinesis. You say, wait, you say telekinesis, but wait. The way we've known Will for such a long time, time, time manipulation is his actual superpower. That's actually, he's, so he says telekinesis, it's actually time manipulation. Because like, I don't know how he gets a lot of these things done within just 24 hours. He's working on like 50 hours in 24. So yeah, Will's a time traveler. Will's, I compress Will, it. Will's quantum you know fucking leap, yo. That's, that's, I, I just want to read people's minds. That's all I want to do, read people's minds. All right, what's yours, bro? Mine is time travel. All right. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. I well, okay, okay, where okay, you got one jump left. Where are you going? Yeah, where, where, you yeah, going? where are you going? How far where back are you going? Are you going? I, I am going to liberate our people. Nice. That's what I want to hear. I'm taking all the modern tech with me. And I'm yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Might be a one-way trip, but that's They're like, is that a stealth stamp? bomber? Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, what is <laughs> it was like, I would completely overdo it. It's like <laughs> they, they, they don't even have anything that could pick up radar yet. It doesn't matter. I'm going stealth. Yeah. Go stealth. I'm going stealth. I'm going stealth. You'll never see me coming. Well, fellas, this has been a great interview. I love the energy. I love what you all are doing. I can't wait for people to get their hands on this book. I appreciate you all coming through. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Cool. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. With that Wild Thank Black, you. we'll be out. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. 
time offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.